Hey, what's up, guys, and welcome to episode 11 of the Faithful Gamers Podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Evan. It is nice to be back recording again. I know it hasn't been that long for you guys, but it feels like it's been a while for us. Um, I mean, this could literally be the freshest episode we've ever done. It releases in less than 12 hours. Yeah. And also, I I was just thinking about it. I think on our last episode, we forgot to do games we're playing. No, we did it. Did we? Yeah. Did you not listen to that episode? Oh, uh, sure. I did. Yeah. Yeah, we did because I talked about the Steam summer sale and everything. Oh, that's I actually do remember that because we talked yeah. about um yeah I remember that. Right. We didn't really talk much about it. We made the last episode title. We made it, or I did, because Evan doesn't do anything. But yeah. we didn't really talk about how we made it ten freaking episodes in real life. That's five months. I mean, come on, this is episode eleven, so we're at five and a half months now of doing nothing special and still doing it i know so. dude i can't i that's almost half a year man like crazy that's insane At I can't episode 20 episode 26 would be a full year so once we hit 13 that's just about six months that's crazy man i can't believe that it's been that like that long already Mm-hmm. feels feels good that we've been doing it though but i agree enough sentimental bullcrap Let's move on to what we're playing this week. We aren't uh, sentimental people. <laughs> I uh, really haven't been playing a whole lot. I just got back from vacation and I'm not feeling 100% right now. So I just played about 10 minutes of this before we started recording. And that's the Hot Wheels expansion for Forza Horizon 5, which is real good, man. Real good. I was thinking about it while I was on vacation. Just couldn't play it. And then before I went on vacation, I was playing... Uh, a little bit of that uh, JRPG Tales of Arise. So my list is pretty simple today. Yeah, How about yours? Simple. I um, so I have been actually playing a lot, honestly. Um, I've been playing, and it's in like little spurts. It's not like all at once, obviously, but. I have been playing um, Risk of Rain 2 because I did get it on the Switch, so I played a little bit of that. And I didn't realize it came with the first game, too. Mm -hmm, The 2D version. Yeah, which is strange, but it's still cool. Um, But I've been playing that on the Switch a little bit. Um, I also started playing um, Arcadegeddon. We played that Uh a little bit. I I did forget about that (laughs) game. Yeah, the last time I played actually was with you because I had so much fun. I was like, I'll just wait for Zach to be able to play again. But... Um, I played that and then I've also been going back and forth between a few games on PS5 because I upgraded to PlayStation Plus Premium. I know it's kind of dumb, but you know, there was some games on there that I was really wanting to play. Uh, a couple episodes ago, Zach and I talked about Arkham Origins. I've been wanting I think to that play was it again. Last, last episode because we had just upgraded to the PlayStation oh, that's Plus right. Premium. That's right. Yeah. So. We've been Man, we've been talking about it. Listen to our episode. <laughs> it says I don't, bro. <laughs> you <laughs> literally just it. said. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I've been playing some Arkham Origins. Um, kind of have to play that one when Josiah's sleeping because he's he's been hitting people. Um, but I uh, have also been going and playing um, Assassin's Creed Rogue as well. Because I really enjoy that one. I know Zach doesn't. I downloaded the Ezio trilogy as well, 
Um, yeah. I didn't realize that the Ezio trilogy had the Lineage movie and the Embers movie. Oh, I didn't know that either. Not so. interested in them. But. Well, I really liked Embers. Embers is only like 20 minutes, but I really liked it because it's like the death of Ezio, you know? But I enjoyed... Uh, I watched Embers, and I started playing Assassin's Creed 2, so I've been going between those two Assassin's Creeds. But yeah, dude, I've been, I've been playing Rogue again, and I'm really liking it, man. I like it just as much this time that I did the first time, so... Now, here's the thing that I can't believe you didn't mention. There's one game you already beat since the last time we played. How have you not mentioned it already? Is it Origins? Dude, Sonic where Origins? have you been? I seriously don't know. As Dusk about. Falls. Oh, yeah, bro. <laughs> oh, dude. So, oh, I got I to gotta talk about this game. So, this How is a game you... we... Oh, because, like... I'll, I'll explain. Okay. So... I forgot I texted you that because you never responded. But anyways. Dude, I was so busy on vacation. I know. I figured you were. So when you, when you don't text back, I know you're busy. So I, we talked about this game at the um, Xbox Showcase. It's As Dusk Falls. It's kind of like a narrative story-driven game. You pick it's like decisions. Telltale. Yeah. You but pick probably decisions. Better. The, it is a lot better. And your decisions lead to a certain outcome. And the art style was a little weird. I know we talked about that, but I was super interested in the story. The art style grew on me because it's almost just like watching a comic, you know? And I ended up loving that game. The story is amazing, dude. It is so good. And there's so many different routes it can go. Like, it is unbelievable through each each episode how many routes it can go. And Do they I kind of show you at the end of the, the chapter how many different ways it could go? Yeah. So, like, there's two different timelines. There's a present timeline and the past. So, you kind of go yeah. between the two to kind of hear everyone's story, how they ended up where they're at. And so, it shows the present one and all the different directions that one can go. And the past one, all the different directions that can go. And the ones from the past would affect the present. You know what I mean? So Interesting. A whole bunch of different things. And... I think that mine ended off on the the best way it could have. And I always play the game the first time, like the decisions I would make if I was that character. And then like I go back and make whatever decision. But I think Which it, is it turned you out you trying to say way. that you're a good person because you got the best ending. Eh, well, you know, call it as you see. I was just surprised that wasn't the first game out of your mouth because you beat it in five days. Yeah, I played the snot out of it. There was only one day I didn't play because I was really tired. But I beat the snot out of that game, man. Yeah. I, I started um, it about 10 minutes before I went on vacation, so I haven't played it. <laughs> yeah, you, sh- you should you should try it, though. It, like, continue it. And the ending, as far as I know, the ending for one of the characters is the same regardless. Um, in that Meaning character, they die. Like, no. I don't, I, honestly, I don't know. I don't know what happens to that character because it leaves off on a cliffhanger. And um, I, I think there's going to be either DLC or another game coming out. So it, I bet you it, they'd make a second one. Oh, I think so, too. And Xbox it, seemed pretty pumped about it during their showcase. Yeah, and it left off like huge cliffhanger where I'm like... And it, throughout the whole game, too, you're kind of like, this character seems a little bit... There's more to him meets the eye and at the end it's all confirmed and then you just don't know you know like you know that there's more to them and then you just don't know what there is so it was really good really uh fun game i really enjoyed it i really recommend the game i really do 
Good, good, good. Well, now that Evan actually remembered all the games that he was thinking of, yep. even though he wasn't thinking of it, I shouldn't have said anything. Um, we are going to move on to this week's game topic, which is games that we enjoyed that are underrated. So, believe it or not, I actually researched this a little bit earlier, so I have like four up. games, yes, which was very appreciative. I still almost didn't, but as I was like, I meant I couldn't think of a single one because we're trendsetters. Every game that we play gets the appreciation it deserves. Yeah, darn right it does. <laughs> so since this was your idea, do you want to go or do you want me to start off since I actually have a list prepared? I can start off. I have one that I know um, <clears throat> didn't go over too well, but I I think it's a lot better than people make it out to be. Um, that game is The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. All right. Now That's I understand. That's the one on the Wii with the weird motion controls. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, and then they did HD for Switch. But oh, I right. recommend doing the HD. But um, I understand that the controls are weird and that it's not open world like most Zelda games are. However, the story is very good. The art style is very good. The dungeons are very good. I think it's a lot more underrated than um, people give it credit for. I, I, I do think it is still a very good Zelda game. Um, but people at the time weren't really a fan and i don't know how it went over on the switch i think the switch is the better version because you could use the thumbstick for the sword rather than motion control um yeah but i i still think it's very good i think it's a very good Zelda yeah. game. that was not what one of the games i expected you to say what did you um, expect? the first <clears throat> absolutely nothing because i did not know what to say about this topic <laughs> <laughs> so one that i'm gonna say um i think it the more recently probably more of people are appreciating it but from the second i found out about this game i was super interested 100 percent of it which isn't that hard on xbox but it's hellblade senua's sacrifice and mm, that's a good i don't one. think evan ha, have you played that did you beat it i played or? it but i never beat it so i just really liked the stuff they did with the atmosphere like the fact that she was struggling with mental health which is to be honest not something i struggle with but um you know wearing a headset for it and listening to the voices in her head and seeing the inner turmoil was great the ending was completely overwhelming oh my goodness i was so stressed out i typically don't get stressed out very easily but that game had me on edge it was it was scary, but very really? well written. The lore was worth it. Yeah, it overall it was a good game. I'd highly recommend it to anyone. Uh, I mean, unless maybe you struggle with mental health stuff and it might not be ideal for you. But man, especially I, Evan, for you, I would recommend it with those headphones that you have that like three D rumble or whatever it is. Yeah, because isn't there like a lot of whispering? Oh, dude, you can't play that game without headphones. It's it's not the same because you hear it everywhere it's, it's creepy incredible as heck, man i don't know if i want that well i mean it's absolutely creepy but it they do it so well i'm so excited for the second game second game does look really cool i have to i have to beat the first one man is the, i heard the first yeah. one's not a long game no i think me searching everything out because uh, like it's called lore stones that's their big collectible i think there's 30 of them i mean i looked it up online how to find them as i was going through so i didn't have to backtrack or start a new game um 
but I want to say with that, it only took six to eight hours. So, I mean, it, it's truthfully, enough. it's worth sitting down over a weekend or a week and just doing like an hour at a time. Like there's very, to me, from what I remember, it's been about four years since I played it, but there were very clear delineations between like chapters. So you could do something super intense and then I'd be like, all right, I need a breather. I'd come back a day later, do it the <laughs> same. I think I beat it in a week and a half doing it that way. It really wasn't much at all. That's nuts, man. That's cool. So yeah, that that was my first one. <clears throat> All right. So my second one, I uh, think this game is very underrated, and it is Gears of War Judgment. A hmm. lot of actually, I don't think anyone really liked this game, but I thought the game was very well put together. I mean, uh, Gears of War three was like a game changer. A very like it was a game changer. The controls are really smooth and everything. They just took all of that and put it in Judgment, and Judgment looked really pretty too. And I yeah, because it came liked, out what like a year after three, yeah, like, like a year or two after maybe. or something like that. And it came out at the same time Arkham City did. I remember that. Um, but oh, that it, would have been twenty thirteen. Oh wait, Arkham City was twenty eleven. Yeah, I'm thinking no twenty twelve. Arkham City no eleven. Was it really? Mm hmm. That's great because I was still in high school when it came out. That in Battlefield three. That's crazy. I was in college, dude. I keep forgetting you're like a year younger than me. That's crazy. Anyways, um, I I like the fact because there's um these challenges. So like before you go into this room, obviously Gears of War is like you go into a room, fight a bunch of enemies, go into a room, fight a bunch of enemies, things like that. Um, but you would fight a whole bunch of enemies and then you get ready to go into this like room where it's going to be like a big challenge. And then before you go in, you can accept the challenges. You can accept it on like a medium or easy difficulty, medium or hard from what I remember. And each of them is different. So like get 10 headshots or something. And then once mm -hmm. you do, you can get like a gold medal or something and you've completed that room. And I thought that was a cool idea. A lot of people didn't like that idea, but I thought mm -hmm. it was cool because you're going into this room and instead of just fighting all these enemies, you have some kind of objective. You have something to like aim for instead of just mowing them down as they come out. Yeah, and I know a lot of people didn't like the multiplayer in Judgment, but I was at a point in my life where I didn't really care about multiplayer. I never played Gears of War multiplayer. I played Horde on the second one and a little bit on the third, but I didn't really care too much about it until like four. You played. I was going to say, you played it on four and five. I remember you being very yeah. excited for it. Yeah, uh, I didn't play much on... I think I played more on 4, but I did play a little bit yes. on 5. So. Yes. Um, my next game, this might legitimately be on your uh, list, but Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, that's a good one, Dude, man. I forgot about that, that one. I was so excited when that game came out. I remember they showed it during like the E3 after they announced the Xbox One, and immediately I was like, the heck is this game in a good way? And it came out, it was a year, I think it was 2014, because it was my second year at Evangel, and I went to Walmart to pick it up because I couldn't wait for GameStop to open. Like, I had to have it at, say, 8 a.m. Like, I, I had a class at 9 or something. So I went, got it, installed it, and came back to play it after my class ended. I think out of that game, like, the only thing I never did was get five stars or however much money it was. I can't remember how the achievement worked on the three or four. Uh, did you hear that? No. Okay, cool. Go ahead. Okay. Three or four um, 
of the last multiplayer missions because you had to like there were four or five of you whatever it was working together as a team and if someone dropped out or they sucked you couldn't get the combo high enough to get it so i did everything in that game found every collectible did every mission every side mission all the dlc everything except those like four multiplayer i think i may have done two or three about half of however many were there but that is one i know that um sony owns insomniac so if they can buy the ip from microsoft if they still own it remake that game or make a sequel because i love sunset overdrive one of the best games of last generation i feel like insomniac does own the rights because they posted something about it not too long ago that's what i was thinking too but man i just love to i know we we bash on remakes and remasters i don't care if they're games that i love i would i would 100 percent play this again they just need to make a second one i mean i I don't know how they would because the story kind of ended it off where but yeah i'm sure they can find a way but i mean hey same like goofy mechanics, you know, different enemies, whatever. It it was so much fun. The weapons were amazing, and yeah, just real. That was game. a very so, fun game. I love that. Um, that one, I oh, so good. Underrated. My other one, I'll tell you what I was gonna say, but then mm-hmm. I'll I'll tell you my actual one. I was gonna say Titanfall, the first one. I was too. Yeah, I'll let you take that one, all right? But the, this one that I want to say, I was go gonna go to the second one. As my, I was going to oh, say Titanfall, Titanfall two. two well, sequel, that's fine. I'll let you though... talk about it. But I, um, the second or the next one I have is um, Alan Wake. Man, I stand mm. by it. Alan Wake is underrated. The storytelling in that game, it, the new one coming out, bro. I cannot freaking wait. Dude, <laughs> like, that's going to be such a big change oh, from the first one, though. It will be. Yeah, I agree. But like the first one, the storytelling in it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say some spoilers here. Um, How far are these spoilers? To the end. Well, don't do that because it's still on my list, dude. I have started it like four times, and oh, I always go on vacation before I start. <laughs> it's been on your list since what 2006? <laughs> well, it didn't come out in 2006. You I joke. Know. Um, it came out. Like uh, it has been on my list since I got a PC in 2011, 2012 like my laptop for college and I just happened to walk by like the actual physical games in Walmart. And I saw, I was like, this looks interesting. Picked it up for like five bucks. I still have not beaten it. And it's even on Game Pass. So I own it on PC, Xbox, Xbox 360 and Steam because I own the remaster on Epic. Like I own it everywhere and I still haven't beaten it. Well, I won't go too in depth. All right. I won't go I'm through chapter depth two. spoilers. You're not even close. So, <clears throat> I, the storytelling in the game is phenomenal, the horror aspect of it, and then you just kind of don't know what to think. Like, the whole point of it is he's a horror book writer. like Novelist. Yeah. And he kind of needs to get away. He needs to get away, go on vacation, and his wife plans a vacation for them, and she ends up kind of wanting him to hopefully be able to relax enough to where he'll start writing again. He's a little upset about that because he just kind of wants to get away. Um, she ends up getting taken or lost. I don't know how you want to say it. And you it's just like, like hear her scream when the lights go out and you go back in the house. 
yeah she and she's there. gone and then he finds her in the water and things like that but anyways um then you're kind of like living his book so like at night you're living his book the this this story that he's pretty much narrating the entire game and, and then, you find the the pages from yeah. the manuscript and when you read them it can be something that just happened or is going to happen right from what yeah. i remember and then you prepare you know what i mean and then in the morning everything is like normal like nothing happened like yeah, the people daytime. are going to the market like nothing and and he looks like a psychopath and then at night the whole town goes to crap and it's like yeah they're like horror. zombies that yeah. only disintegrate in the light like they only become vulnerable in the light yeah and it, very underrated man and i'm glad that they came out with that remaster i'm glad they come out with the second one because it needs to happen more people that, need to play it yep yeah well they did come Absolutely. out with a um alan wake american the dlc or like yeah, standalone like game american that, nightmares yeah american nightmares that one i played it it's it's a lot shorter because i think it was supposed to be like a standalone dlc but it um it does give you a little bit more of the story and it, the only thing, the only problem I had with it, and it's not really a problem, just not my cup of tea, is it repeats itself a lot. So there is something that you need to do to get out of where you're at, and you have to repeat it multiple times. So each time you do it, you have to find a different way to get through it. Mm. So it's almost like uh, that PT. You remember that playable trailer? Yeah, yep. yeah like it's, that. It's almost like that. So yeah. that's uh, it, it's still really good. I enjoyed the story, but I like the first one better. So I'm actually going to kind of piggyback off of that same developer, Quantum Break. I was going to say Quantum Break too, man. Dude, that game, another one. I The only thing, (laughs) I can't believe this, the only thing I have not done on it is beat it on hard mode. Like I'm legit at the final boss on hard mode. That's the last achievement I have to get. I did everything, watched everything. I mean, I played, I almost thought about selling my Xbox just to get the Quantum Break edition because it was white back yeah. before they had the uh, the Xbox One S. And, I mean, you and I were excited for that game from, like, day one. And then it just got delayed and changed and delayed and changed know, and dude. delayed and But changed. it still came out and was phenomenal. Oh, dude, those time-bending mechanics or, like, you can put up that, like, time stop and shoot bullets into it and then it all shoots forward at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, or sprinting around man that game was good and pretty smooth i didn't care much for the tv episodes i mean it was uh i enjoyed them but it was kind of i mean like, they fleshed out the story but yeah but then just, again it wasn't you were what the game like, needed you could just play this <laughs> you know what i mean like instead of it it's being true. a show you could have just played it but it's true. It's true. I think they had an achievement for watching all of the episodes instead of skipping them. I was like, you got me sold right there. <laughs> You're such a sucker for achievements. I am. I am a sucker for achievements. But that one, again, just like Sunset Overdrive, it, it kind of like I forgot it in the back of my mind. And then as I was looking through games, I was like, oh. We should just agree that Remedy one. is a very underrated Underrated. Film. Yeah. Oh, I, but I mean, so like good. you see how excited people were about the second Alan Wake, but it seems like that is just a very small niche that was very loud about that. Or maybe because, yeah. Brandon, I haven't beat the first one. I'm still excited for the second one, and I will beat the first one before it comes out. But I think maybe because we were excited for that reveal trailer, 
we kind of looked for the excitement elsewhere. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And but yeah, I think they're an underrated developer. Even Control was good. Control wasn't I, my favorite out of all of no. them, but it was good. I that, that was possibly going to be another one on my list, but then you said Alan Wake, and I was saying Quantum Break, and I was like, oh, let's shy away from Remedy. But, I mean, you and I both, I think I enjoyed Control more than you did. For sure. Uh, it, the reason I couldn't continue Control was because the map was ridiculous to read. The map is... It's atrocious. It's hard. Yeah. However, like the story, I I enjoyed it. The ending was a lot of fun, um, and it it is like I own it on PC as well. Like I I do want to go back and play it, but not as much as I want to go play, say, uh, Alan Wake or something like that. Yeah. You know, like yeah, I so uh, I think that just goes to show Remedy <laughs> makes real real good games. They do. I I I wish Xbox would buy them. You never know. That's true. You never know. They are buying everyone else. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's your next one? Because after you, I got one more. Then we should move on to the faith. All right, yeah. So my last one is going to be Kirby's Epic Yarn. <laughs> Dude, shut up. <laughs> shut up, bro. All right. Shut up. So <clears throat> I know it looks dumb. All right. I know. But there was a, a time in my life when I was living in Missouri that I was like, I look, I found this game. Like I, I looked it up and I was like, because I don't remember why. I think I heard people talking about it and it looked really fun and it looked super easy, no doubt, but it looked really fun. So I told Natalie about it. And then like one, one year she got it for me for my birthday and dude, it's a blast, man. It is actually a really fun Kirby game. Super easy. No doubt about it. But just because it's easy doesn't mean it's not fun. Like it's still fun to go through the levels, see the creativity of how they used all this different yarn and whatnot to create these levels, and it is, is actually one, a really did, fun game. Did you mention? Is it on the 3DS? Did you say that, or am I? Or is it on the? Wii? Yeah, it is. It, well, it originally came out on the Wii, but it is on the 3DS. But I have oh, okay. the one on the Wii, so I oh, okay. uh, I enjoyed okay. it, man. I played through that game like crazy. The Kirby games are actually a lot of fun. I would say Kirby games are underrated, but that one specifically. I have never played a Kirby game ever. If you do, the one on the Switch that just came out, Forgotten uh, Lands, Lands that one's very good. Hmm. Very good. Um, So I do just want to give an honorable mention. Uh, We actually have talked about this game recently, even this episode, Risk of Rain 2. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, truthfully, like I've said, it's not my favorite game, but I think more people would enjoy it if they played it basically. Um, so I'd, I'd give that the underrated quality. This one, uh, I don't think Evan is a fan of in the slightest, but I'm going to say Prey. The new the played it, so I don't know. redo of the IP by Arcane, or Bethesda. Um, I don't know why. No, that's a lie. I do know why, because I love Dishonored games, and the same people, Arcane, who made Dishonored, made Prey. And it, it's a very different style of game, very different, but like it was tense. The story was relatively intriguing. The weapons were fun. Um, I, I did truthfully have a lot of fun with it. I saw some good reviews on it. I think I picked it up on sale after, like a year after it came out. But I enjoy being terrible at the stealth aspect. Bro, so, you're, you're, you're so bad at stealth. I'll say I have gotten better, but yes, I am still bad. I don't believe you at all. Hey, I beat 
Dishonored 2 without being seen by a single enemy and without killing anyone. Oh, but there must have been an achievement for it. There was. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and dude, it, it was hard. That was so hard. Bro, but stealth I got... games are so easy for me because I have patience. <laughs> well, I encourage you to play Dishonored 2 and beat it without being seen by a single enemy. I don't like it Dishonored, is... so... I know, but it is not as easy as it sounds, and it sounds hard. So, I can tell you I've gotten better. Still not good, though. Anyways, Prey had some stealth aspects if you chose to play it that way. They also had the goo gun, and I enjoyed going around finding the logs and listening to how things fell apart. And the beginning of the game is very, very, very trippy. Just an excellent opening sequence to a game, you know. Just overall, I'd recommend it. Evan, I wouldn't. He doesn't like arcane games. Um, I haven't found but, one I do like. Yeah, man, Dishonored Two is so good. Maybe so I'll give good. Dishonored another try. I just remember playing it. I think it was on three sixty, wasn't it? The first one. Yep, the first one. Was. I remember playing it, and I was just like, "What the heck is this?" And I just, I don't know. There's something about first person stealth games I don't like. Because you can't see where you are. Yeah. Like, you can't see around you, you know? I just, yeah. that, I, hate I think that's part of why I like it. Um, the first one, I do remember enjoying it. I didn't really get it because I was younger when I played it. But the second one, like I, I keep saying, I played it a lot, a lot, a lot. But a lot of people really like the second one. So, yeah. anyways, that wraps up our game topic, which is longer than it should have been because we like games a lot. Just kidding. So we are going to move on to the faith topic, and it is a specific chunk of verses that, as I was reading it, I could have sworn <laughs> so, that we had talked about it so before. Here, yeah. So here's what I want to say. As we were talking today, I realized that we talked about it before. Okay. I found another chunk of verses that I... I oh, thank you I've, for uh, <laughs> letting I've me been, know, because I was reading this, and I was like... I mean, this is highlighted. I know I've read it, but I was like, I swear we have. I know we've talked about this topic, but I swear I specifically mentioned this verse. We did. We talked verses. about it in uh, while we were talking about um, false teachers. I swear um, you don't listen to our podcast. There's no telling. There's no telling. Um, See, there we go. He so... didn't say I do. Everyone, all two of you that are not me, know he does not listen to the podcast. So I did find another verse that... Um, I've actually, I hit on for a few weeks in youth group, and it's always good for all of us to have this reminder as well. So if Zach, you'd like to, I feel like I'm, I'm in youth group right now. Zach, if you'd like to turn to James 1, 5 through 8, there you go. Turn to. Hold on, hold on. Before on. you read it, um, I would just like to say that my streak of reading is at 198 right oh, now. Oh, bro, I forgot mine. Mine's one oh. I even, I even made sure to do it on the days where I drove for fourteen hours. So that's pretty impressive. I'm, I'm really trying here. Yeah, you are I'm really trying. Okay. Um, huh, yes. Yeah, so this is also highlighted. James one five three because it's it's very good verse. Um, <clears throat> so I'll read it. It's in. I'm reading the NLT version. When you're done, can I read the ESV version? Yep. So mine says, "If you need wisdom." Ask our generous God. He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not wave, waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. 
Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. All right, you can go ahead and read your version. I mean, yeah, it's pretty similar. Uh, The phrasing is, of course, a little different. So this is the ESV, because I've been really enjoying that. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. I like that double-minded. I really like like the double-minded, unstable in all his ways. Yeah, me too. That's good. And I... I like what I like in my version is how mm-hmm. it says divided loyalty. <clears throat> Youth group, they're very on that spiritual high when they get back from camp and then um, kind of dwindles. And here's the reasons why I always, I always actually tell them to stay in that mindset from camp because they're always like, Oh, I want to serve God. I want to do more, blah, blah, blah. I always tell them to read their Bible, obviously pray, worship, all the obvious ones, but also the stuff um, they should be doing anyways. Yeah. The stuff they should do. Um, but also to serve, serve in the community, find a way to serve others. Um, because I tell them all the time, not only does it help others out that you're serving, but it challenges you to reach out to them. And if they have questions that you don't know the answer to, then it challenges you to go back to your Bible or seek wise counsel to understand it better to help them. Mm-hmm. So, I always challenge them to get involved, help the community, to serve. Um, talking about this a little bit, it says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. I don't believe that is just limited to wisdom. I think it's anything. You know, this verse is specifically talking about wisdom. God, okay. please give me a million dollars. You, me both, man. Um, <laughs> he will not rebuke you for asking him, but when you ask him to make sure that your faith is in God alone. All right. And that is something that uh, I've been hitting on the youth about. I think that, you know, we just jokingly said, can you give us a million dollars? I think us asking that to God, even though like in this context, it's a joke. I don't think it would fit with that verse because that is clearly being double minded because we are asking for money to make our physical lives easier. It's not to further the kingdom. It's not for any of that. It is selfish, purely selfish and God's not going to give us that stuff because we ask selfishly. Yep. And uh, then it goes on and talks about, obviously, your faith being in God alone, but not to have divided loyalty. All right. So this is what I hit on with the youth. And I think all of us in our day-to-day lives could um, touch on it. We can relate to this, I guess. Um, I talked to the youth and ask them how many of them are constantly on their phone. Every single one of them raised their hand. I said, how many of you are constantly on TikTok? How many of you are constantly on Snapchat? How many of you are constantly on Instagram? All of them raised their hand. Okay. So I told them it is the same thing to put your phone before God and spend more time in your phone than in your word, praying, worshiping, or serving. Mm. that's divided loyalty because your loyalty yeah because your loyalty is more to your phone to social media to pleasing yourself than it is to please god and i said so i told my youth i said you're all getting back from camp all right at camp you are you you're you have to give up your cell phone 
All right. They take your cell phone away from you. Mm -hmm. There's no if, ands, or buts. All right. You give up your cell phone. You're surrounded by like-minded people. All right. And you're all striving after God. All right. You could literally have that same thing here if you would actually discipline yourself. You know? Yeah. So that's that's kind of what I've been talking to my youth about. And then I talk to them about how, you know, having divided loyalties, like a wave in the wind, you're gonna get tossed and turned. Yeah. You know, you gotta be faithful. I and have a says, verse for that when you're done. Okay. And then it says such people should not expect to receive anything from our Lord. That to me, that hits hard. You know what I mean? Anything. Like you're anything. Your loyalty. And that's why I say it doesn't just stop at wisdom, you know. You can ask for anything and you won't receive anything if your loyalty is not to God, your faith isn't to God. And so you can't be like, and, and it's kind of like the verse, you can't have two, you can't serve two masters. Um, you can't really, you know, focus on your phone, social media, all that kind of stuff and pour everything into that and be like, okay, I'm going to take five minutes and pray today and I'm going to take two minutes and read this scripture verse. And right. that's not how right. it works. You know, like I, yeah. I tell them that all the time and I tell them this, I tell them every year and sure enough, that fire that's within them is going to dwindle. All right. And, and I'm, I'm straight up honest with them. Like it's going to happen because you guys don't discipline yourselves. And I hope it doesn't, you know, I hope that some of you will find an area where you can serve. And I actually know that some of my youth, like one of my youth went to kids camp this week and she's serving, serving as a, um, counselor for kids camp yeah so like there are some of them who are trying and that's great but i'm trying to encourage them to not spend so much time on their phones not spend so much time on video games too and i even told them i was like you know when i was younger there was times i spent literally days playing video games and then like it got to a point where like it was it still sometimes to this day it still does especially with like siege but it got to a point where like it was driving me so mad. Like it was making me so angry. You know what I mean? Like that isn't any, healthy. that's not, yeah, that's not a, a, a healthy fruit coming out of me. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's kind of weird to say like that, but it, it's not showing, <laughs> it's not showing Christian behavior like it should, you know? So yeah. that's kind of like where I've been going with this and what I've been talking to the youth about. I hit yeah. on this verse really, really hard um, past couple weeks and I we're done dissecting the yeah. verse now but that's kind of what we've been talking about well so i think you kind of referenced this section of scripture and it, it's actually kind of funny how god lines things up because i literally read this today during one of my plans and it's luke 18 through 30 i won't read the entire thing i'll hit bits and pieces but it's jesus teaching and someone comes up to him and asks what do I do basically to go to heaven? And Jesus says, Hey, you know, the 10 commandments do those because, and I'm thinking like for most Say of that your one youth, more time, Luke, what Luke, uh, 18 or sorry. Yeah. Luke 18, 18 through 30. Okay. All right. Um, heck I'll, I'll just read it off. So I don't have to do it. Evan, you can follow along and read it afterwards yep. if, if you want, but, um, This is again out of the ESV. And ruler asked him, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good except for God alone. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. And he said, all these I have kept from my youth. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, one thing you still lack, sell all that you have and distribute to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. 
But when he heard these things, he became very sad, for he was extremely rich. Jesus, seeing that he had become said, how difficult it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard it said, then who can be saved? But he said, what is impossible with man is possible with God. And Peter said, see, we have left our homes and followed you. And he said to them, truly, I say to you, there is no one who has left their house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, who will not receive many times more in his time and in the age to come eternal life. Uh, there's a few different sections of that. And I brought it up with just briefly before we read the whole thing. I mean, I would almost guarantee that every kid at that youth camp could say the Ten Commandments, or at least, you know, the big ones. Honor your father and mother, don't use my name in vain, don't commit adultery, basically don't lie, like that kind of stuff. And I mean, obviously money is still very applicable, but I mean, substitute God saying uh, that, you still lack giving up your phone for me until you give that up. You can't come into the kingdom of God. How many of those kids would be just as sad as this wealthy man who didn't want to give up his riches? Like it, mm -hmm. it's still just applicable. The other thing before you give your two cents, because I'm looking forward to hearing that is the eye of the, the camel through the eye of the needle. So Obviously, you know, that's a pretty self-explanatory metaphor. If you look at the eye of a needle, which is, it's not microscopic, but it's tiny. And then this 10, 11, 12 foot, however tall camels actually are, nine feet, whatever. Animal. Obviously, no way on earth, through natural means, is it going to go through that. Uh, you remember Josh, my friend Josh from high school, yep. all that. Uh, so his dad is an Anglican priest, I believe or at least he was at one point, uh, different issue. Um, but <laughs> one day in our college youth group, we talked about this verse and he said something that his dad had brought up to him through his studies. And I'd like to hear your thoughts on it, but apparently, allegedly, depending on how you want to phrase it, that the, the gate to which you entered the city with marketable goods was called the eye of the needle. Like that term is the exact same that they used for that and for this specific gate. And so it's not even meaning necessarily metaphorical of this nine foot, several hundred pound animal going through this little needle. It's talking about the same nine foot thing fully loaded down with all of the owner's possessions or goods or whatever can't make it into the city through this specific gate because it is too loaded down with everything. And every time, and I don't know like a hundred percent if that's right. The leader in the group didn't handle it in a super good way. He didn't like even open it up for discussion. He was just like, no, you're, you're wrong about that and moved on. But it's always stuck with me. I've never done any more research, but I was like, I mean, that, that would still be a very applicable thing if that is true, because most of the people there would understand that. I mean, yeah. And so what's the modern equivalent having less than a hundred Instagram followers to get through the eye of the needle, you know, something stupid like that. But yeah. And, and I've actually, say? I've actually heard that exact same thing. Um, okay. I also never did research on it. So I, I, I can't tell you if it's true or not. However, yeah. what, what makes me feel like 
I don't know. Like, eh. so what makes me in this could also be interpretation, like different translation of the Bible. Uh-huh. But um, my version says the eye of a needle, you know, not the eye of the needle, you know. Mm-hmm. So it could just be my translation of the Bible. I mean, this says the eye of a needle. So, I mean, absolutely. It's, so it's possible. Um, yeah, it, it was just something that I thought was interesting. That I no, I to, I agree. So like I don't know if it's true or not. It could be. You know what I mean? But I mm-hmm. I think regardless, it's still like it still puts the same picture in your head that it is literally impossible if you are yeah. not willing to give these things up. You know what I mean? I mean like, the the modern saying is go staple water to a tree. <laughs> yeah. Go shove a camel through the eye of a needle. It's just it's not going to happen. It, yeah, it can't happen yeah exactly yeah, so, and okay it's it was just you know that that has always stuck out to me and then even the very end of that little section saying that and it says in other places in the bible and here we go again not giving specific references <laughs> but like you are called to leave your family like i think specifically because it's relatable to my life being missionaries my parents literally moved to the other side of the world when they were 20 my dad would have been 27 and my mom would have been 25 when they first like became full-time missionaries and they're both towards the younger of of their family so or the the youngest in the family so they literally left everything and even to this day i mean my mom is one of eight siblings Uh, there is one jehovah's witness and then one has passed away, but the other ones are not faithful at all. Like they don't go to church. They don't claim a religion as far as I'm aware. And basically, I mean, you can assume that they probably see that as crazy and she's not ostracized, but they're like, why are you wasting your life? Whereas my mom has been able to take the last section of this that says, there's not one of you who has given up that much that will not that will not be given so much more yeah. in heaven, mm-hmm. basically. Like she, uh, talking very highly of my mom, you know, my dad too, for that matter. <laughs> Mama's but, boy. Um, <laughs> 100%. But, you know, it, it's just, I think the missionaries just always stick out to me because they specifically leave everything and go overseas, yeah. whether that's from the States to Africa, Asia, wherever, or from those countries to America, because <laughs> America needs missionaries just as badly as other countries need missionaries. Absolutely. Because the American church ain't doing a super hot job, if we're being honest. <laughs> no, it's but, not. <laughs> um, I, and I'm, I'm not trying to point fingers at anyone. Whatever. Getting way off topic. But like, <laughs> so one that's thing intense I'd... to say, give up your family. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a lot. One thing I did want to mention and this is why I love scripture because you can you can talk about one thing and then kind of go down all these different paths. But because it all ties together, yeah, isn't that crazy? And that's something. It's like God knows what He's doing. Um, what? I one thing that you know he, Jesus is asking this this rich man to give up all his money, you know. And I hear a lot of people. So I've 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 talked to a lot of people who believe that pastors should have a ton of money. You know, like they should be paid very well because, you know, they somebody I know compared it to healthcare workers. Healthcare workers are paid very well to take care of your well-being. And he's like, mm-hmm. but pastors are 
there to take care of your soul, you know? Legitimately more important than any yes. healthcare worker because it's the eternity. Yes. And so like to state the obvious. So the pastor in me is like, heck yeah. You know, <laughs> like like send it my way. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh <laughs> but um there's been multiple opportunities that my wife and I have been uh have had uh to go to churches that are I guess considered mega churches and make quite a bit of money. Um my w- wife and I have turned down all of those positions because the churches are so big that we don't feel that there could be ever be a, a way that we would ever reach all these kids. You know, like there's You can't have that like more one-on-one yes, or the, like, the smaller in, in some of the positions, Natalie wasn't even the children's pastor. You know, she was just like the children's director helping. <laughs> the associate you know. children's pastor. Yeah. Like she would help do curriculum and help the teachers teach the curriculum, but she wouldn't really like pastor these kids. So we mm-hmm. turned it down for multiple reasons. And, but the reason was, uh, the money reason was um, every time I look at scripture, Jesus never had a place to lay his head. He never had a lot of money. He never, you know, money was never like a, a thing for him where he's like, oh yeah, you're yeah. going to pay me to come speak here, blah, blah, blah. So if the son of God, you know, God himself. Literally God did and not, man in yes, one person. Like did not have a place to lay his head. Then who am I to deserve anything that I yeah. have? You know what I mean? I mean, so you, like, you bringing that up brings another scripture verse to mind, and I don't have the reference, but it's that one where he's basically, it might be at the end of Mark, where he's sending out the disciples, and he says, like, don't take anything with you. Like, don't expect anything. Essentially, like, if if people want you there, this is me interpreting a little bit, they will provide for you. If they don't provide anything they're not even worthy of the dust on your sandals or however it's phrased. Like just shake that dust off and leave the town because they're not going to accept you. And I mean, that that's harsh. Yeah. I mean that that's calling like the legitimate first pastors, leaders, missionaries saying, Hey, you know, that tunic you got on, take that sail to Asia, you know, that's a month away and you know, God's going to provide but you're not going to have that nice, uh, I was going to say Zionist mattress because that's the brand of mattress that we have. <laughs> you're not going to have the 2,000, 2,500 square foot home with AC in the middle of the desert. Like You're going to be eating locusts and yeah. traveling and getting bit by snakes and shipwrecks and chained and flogged. And, and then when that happens, just shake your dust off and keep going because that's what God called you to do. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? Dude, and then it's there's crazy. these pastors with private jets. Yeah, baffles me. I don't understand that. Um, I don't. I have something to say that is unrelated to this topic, but I don't want to cut the faith topic off too soon. So, if you have anything else, I say let's do it. Otherwise, let's wrap it up. No, honestly, I I don't have anything else I wanted to say on that. That was the last thing I, I mean, wanted to mention was the whole money thing. I'm sorry that I kind of made us ramble and change Bro, a little bit, but again, it's just. Good thing about scripture. Yeah. That's what I figured tangents. since I actually had at least one scripture reference, it was forgivable, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, the totally unrelated topic, I just happened to mention the private jet thing. So Courtney and I got this game called Cards Christians Like. 
So have you played it yet? No. I, I sent you that video though, because the same day yes. you got it, I was like, I just watched the video on. But yeah, yeah I've yeah. been wanting so, it for a long time. So what I'll tell you for everyone listening, as long as everything goes as we hope it to, I will actually be visiting Evan here in about three months or so, a little less. And uh, depending on timing, it would be pretty cool to uh, record an episode like face to face, basically could be interesting. But saying that, I think it would be fun to record a bonus episode of us and our wives recording the responses to that game. Dude, we should. Basically. We should just play this game. Like, all of us play this game together and we'll just record it. Yeah, so the reason why we I bought it specifically for this family trip. So we played it the very last night we were there. My dad didn't play because he's a party pooper. But um, my mom loved it. It was so funny. My favorite card. No, I had a, fa- a few favorite cards. But I'll, I'll just give two examples. The one basically, like, black card from cards against humanity which is blue in this game is hi karen thanks for your input but we don't allow blank in children's church so i mean that can go a lot of different ways yeah. two phenomenal cards that got played democrats <laughs> and jehovah's <laughs> witnesses <laughs> holy crap man that Dude, is awesome I, laughed so freaking hard that i had to be the judge on that one and i just happened to flip jehovah's witnesses over first before i did democrats and whichever one i flipped over first was going to win because i laughed so hard at each of them but that is good then the other one that i loved was wow i didn't expect to find blank in heaven this, I mean, even this morning on my way to work, I was chuckling to myself about it. The best answer was my Sunday school teacher. <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up, bro. That's kind of messed oh, and, up. Oh, dude, it's so messed up. I actually just thought of another one, my other favorite one. It says, I like, I don't mean to be controversial, but I kind of have a theological issue with blank. And so, you know, some of them were pretty serious. And then my sister played this card and it was the church secretary. <laughs> Dude, I, I almost fell out of my chair. A theological like, issue with the church secretary. With the church secretary. <laughs> that is a good one, man. Dude, oh my goodness. And then we played a few nights before without my mom and... I think my sister drew one that says, I have a feeling my parents were lying to me about blank. (laughs) And my brother-in-law played the card, the devil. (laughs) (laughs) They're lying about the devil. Not Jesus, just the devil. Dude, so good. So good. So anyways, I just wanted to bring that up. If anyone's listening to this, make sure you send us an email saying if you would actually like to hear that or not, because clearly Evan and I think it would be a good idea because... We could play that game for a long time. Oh, guarantee Um, we'll have some good laughs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So with that being said, why don't you guys send us an email at faithfulgamerspodcast at gmail.com. Most of our socials are faithfulgamerspodcast, usually one word. Uh, Twitter is faithful underscore gamers. And then same for Twitch, Faithful Gamers Podcast. Uh, Because life has been a little busy for both of us, I don't think anyone's been on Twitch recently. But Mm -hmm. I'm sure Evan will be back at it soon. He goes through these kicks. But I think that about wraps up like the house cleaning stuff, right? Yeah, I just want to say one thing. Um, 
be praying for Zach. He's not feeling the greatest. Uh, oh, also, yes, please uh, just keep my family in prayer as well. Uh, my wife just this past week has been a, a disaster. My wife had COVID, and it was she only had it. It was like two days that she was out, and then uh, my two month year old had it, and it was awful. Two month year old. My two month old, two month year old, my two month old uh, daughter had it in, in, it was miserable just because like she was up all night, one night, but it only lasted like a day for her. And then my son had it, uh, two year old son, my two month year old, no, my two, two year old, two month year old son. month son. Um, he, uh, <laughs> he only had it for about a day as well. I'm still, uh, I'm un- unfortunate enough to, to not get it. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Fortunate enough to not get it. Um, again, but I, I'm healthy as can be, but just keep my family in prayer and make sure that they stay healthy. Keep Zach in prayer. Uh, yeah, we're not, hopefully by the time you guys listen to this, everyone will be feeling well. Yeah. I don't, I don't think like either Zach or I are really scared of COVID. I think I was a little nervous when my daughter got it, but yeah, I mean, that's understandable. Yeah. But I mean, I've, I've worked in the hospital for two years. Like yeah, I was seeing COVID patients on the vent. Yeah. So anyways, but just it's be praying. Here nor there. Just be praying. But yeah, that yeah, that's pretty. You got all their socials down. So uh, appreciate you guys for listening, joining again. If you're still listening, I know I am for sure. Evan. Um. <laughs> so please, please, please follow us, respond to us, um, and hopefully I will get back to Twitch. It's just been kind of crazy for me. Also, be praying for me because I might be getting a new job as well. So be praying for that. All right. So. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for all that you you do for us by listening. And uh, once again, we are always will be the Faithful Gamers. I'm Evan. And I'm Zach. We'll see you later. See you guys.